0: I want you to ask yourself this, how often are we honest with ourselves? It's no secret that life has us put on many masks for different situations, but how far do we actually get buried in those facades to the point that we begin to lose our true selves? In today's episode, I reviewed a film about a father seeking honesty, but has been consumed by his own grief that he must ultimately confront the hardest scars of his life. I'm your host, Christian Ong, and... That's My cue. Welcome back, cuties, to another episode of That's My Cue, your one-stop podcast to get the latest reviews in all things TV shows, movies, albums, and games. Y'all, you know what? I feel like this couldn't have been better timing. I'm finally back from my work trip, and I've finally settled in, but you know during that road trip i cannot emphasize how sudden and strange it was but i just absolutely lost my voice had no idea why it was just a normal trade show that i attend all the time and then uh, i wasn't even exerting my voice per usual I, i'm i'm normally kind of the quiet one in our uh cohort for my work and um yeah just like gradually over time just lost my voice so I have no idea what had happened but I sounded completely hoarse it was kind of frustrating especially when you're working a trade show and that first day you're just whispering to customers and it's so loud that it just feels a little a little creepy a little weird but uh yeah I mean a few weeks later I finally kind of gotten my groove back. I'm still not 100% there. I I feel like, you know, I'm a little raspy and it feels like I'm kind of exerting myself a little bit. So I'm going to try and take it a little easy with the the yammer in because I know I can kind of get lost in the weeds with these opening bits. But I am hoping that you guys are doing better than I am and that you guys are staying safe. And uh, yeah, I'm just... Be, I'm just glad to be back in the saddle as we talk about this movie today. I, I feel like this is a movie that, um, you know, leading up to its release in December, I, I was just so uh, stoked for it because I'm a big Brendan Fraser fan. And uh, Kate and I, we just saw the trailer. We're a big A24, you know, fan uh, community within our, amongst ourselves anyway, so that uh, the combination of the two seemed like a natural fit for us to eventually check this movie out. And... What a movie it is. Yeah, I'm glad that we're able to finally, uh, you know, carve out time to catch it. So let's go ahead and dive right into it as we talk about this week's movie, which is The Whale, which was released on December 9th, 2022. Directed by Darren Aronofsky, this movie stars Brendan Fraser, Hong Chow, uh Sadie Sink, Ty Simpkins, and Samantha Morton. When an English teacher is faced with the reality of his declining health due to his severe obesity he attempts to reconcile with his daughter, whom he had left with her mother years ago. Based on the stage play by Samuel D. Hunter of the same name, The Whale is the latest in director Aronofsky's filmography that bears similar unsettling and dark quality to its drama, much akin to Aronofsky's previous work. Yet, compared to his far more abstract and surrealist films such as Black Swan or Mother, Aronofsky instead approaches Hunter's screenplay with a bit more straightforwardness despite maintaining his intensity within his direction. However, much of the bleakness that his films are known for are pretty much still intact as the will can be a bit Heavy as an emotional tale about what it means for reconciliation and whether or not if seeking someone's forgiveness is for the sake of the offended party in question, or rather for their own. Coupled with Matthew Libatique's uh, cinematography, the makeup and costume work to portray uh, Brendan Fraser as an overly obese man is at times controversially intended to depict Fraser's character as grotesque, only to then slowly reveal the true nature of his character over the course of the film. This portrayal is meant as a reflection of our social perception of those that are overweight, often dismissing, uh, dismissing any merits to their character and rather just seeing them at face value, to which the film often touches on, on this theme uh, throughout the course of the film. Uh, Instead, Fraser's performance is grounded and often nuanced with the endearing sweetness of his character's personality, juxtaposed against his physical appearance and addiction to overeating as a result of his grief. Rather than serving as a punchline or a side character, as you'd often seen uh, in previous uh, depictions of the obese in film, Fraser's character is the sole focus and emotional anchor as a small rotation of characters exit in and out of his home. Opposite of Frazier is an excellent supporting performance from both Hong Chao and Sadie Sink, who both connect with Fraser's character in ways that are revealing to the complex facets of his personality. Chao, for example, is someone that expresses true heartbreak and sincerity in the firmness but loving way that she cares for Frazier's character, though her compliance to his addiction is also interesting in the way that this also uh, contrasts her uh, attentiveness as a medical professional. As for Sink, who plays Fraser's daughter in the film, she remains consistent with the sharp intensity that Stranger Things fans may be familiar with uh, with her, per- her previous performances, but she also brings a nice layer of care in her performance that emphasizes the scars of the pain of her past that also seeks a reconnection with her estranged father. The whale hosts a powerhouse of affecting performances that ensures no dry eye to remain as they leave the film. At times, it can be rather indulgent on Aronofsky's style and influence, but can also become devastatingly gut-wrenching. Despite being a bit heavy-handed in its uh, writing or direction, The Whale is a triumphant return to form for Brendan Fraser's career, with a supporting cast that deserves to be lauded as well. And I'm going to have to give this movie an 8 out of 10. And you can watch this currently in theaters, but from what I hear, it might pop up on HBO Max. So stay tuned for that. I think definitely uh you should check it out. And I think it might be even better to watch it in the comfort of your home where you could just cry in peace, to be honest. But let's go ahead and take a quick break and when we come back we're gonna dive into some things that I'm currently into. And do you do you see all the uh the gold and, and and the pizzazz in the sky? That's right. It's glittered with stars as we're gonna talk a little bit about the 2023 Oscar nominations. So stick around we'll be right back. Welcome back. Today on our program, we're talking all about The will, which has been up for nominations all across the board during this award season. And with that being said, there's been a lot of buzz about what could possibly take Best Picture for uh, this year's Oscars. And so uh, I kind of want to go over my thoughts on the nominees this year. And before we do any of that, let's go ahead and dive into some things that I'm currently into. First up on my list, uh, I've been talking about it over the course of the last few months, and it's finally here. I'm so excited to play Persona 4 Golden. Uh, I have been a big fan of the original Persona 4 on the PlayStation 2, and uh, I just really have been looking forward to playing this game, you know... On the go. It's, it's been kind of crazy how, you know, uh, once you, you know, as technology progresses, you just can't play the games that you used to anymore. And so, yeah, I don't really have a, an a, an adapter to plug in my PlayStation 2 into my uh, current TV. So, you know, it's just it's nice to play an old game and a nice familiar game that I haven't actually completely finished all the way through and I, I've heard that Persona 4 Golden is the definitive way to do that. I've been a big fan of Persona 3. Per, uh, Persona 5 uh, Royal is one of my favorite JRPGs of all time. So I am just excited to just, you know, um, spend the next course of the next few months just playing it before bed or something. You know, I, I I think it's a long game and I like beefy long games for a cheap price. So if you are looking to play an, uh, this game and you have just been looking uh, for an entryway into the series. Definitely start with Persona 4 Golden. And then maybe work your way into Persona 5. I I am hesitant to recommend Persona 3. Just because it's kind of the uh, PlayStation portable version of it. Which is probably not the best way to experience that story. But uh, Yeah. Uh, four and five are great, and four is like about 20 bucks on the Switch, and I think it's about the same on PlayStation, and I think you can also play it on Game Pass for Xbox as well. So go ahead, check that out, and if you love that game or if you've never played it and you are just playing it now, let me know what you think. But next up on my list is The Last of Us. Now, this is the premiere episode for uh, this adaptation of um, one of the... Uh, PlayStation games that I was kind of, you know, hesitant to play just because I I have heard how uh, hyped it's it's been and everyone loves the story of this game and and the gameplay of it as well naturally, but uh yeah, I remember really enjoying the heck out of it when I played the remaster on my PlayStation 4 maybe a few years ago. And it is probably one of the most um like like heart-wrenching uh, video game stories that I've played. In a long time and uh, one where I really felt connected to the characters and also felt really tense, you know, just playing through all the, uh, you know, uh, action scenarios as well. But I think that The Last of Us TV show on HBO Max is such a faithful adaptation to the opening moments of the game that I'm really looking forward to how they're going to adapt the rest of this story through the course of the season. I have no idea if season one is going to take place like through all of part one or they might divide it up over the course of two seasons. But I know that, you know, uh, part two was a little divisive amongst the, the community, have not played part two yet, and I probably should in the event of it being adapted as season two of the show. So I hope that they don't really rush it, but I think as far as video game adaptations go, I think it's kind of breaking the mold amongst like other video game adaptations that we've gotten in the past as well. So I think we're on a pretty good trend, but every now and then you get like your Warcraft or your uh, Assassin's Creed that kind of just, you know, kind of like poo-poo's the mood. But uh last up on my currently list is Banshee's, the Banshees of uh, Inishirin. Now, this is a movie starring Colin Farrell and uh, Brendan Gleason. And I remember the first time I, I, I sat through this movie, it was like maybe like the opening 40 minutes of it. And I just kind of got bored a little bit, only in the sense that I was like kind of half paying attention. I was like, you know, playing on my Switch, not really like fully, you know, devoting my eyes to the screen. But, you know, watching it with my mom, I gotta say, I like it a lot. And, And that's all I'm going to kind of say about that. And you'll kind of know why uh, later on in this episode. But with that being said, I want to know what's on your uh, currently list. You can always uh, recommend a bunch of stuff to me and we'll get into the housekeeping stuff after this next segment, which brings us to our next segment i know it's not the most elegant transition but oscar season is coming up and i just kind of want to go over the best picture nominees i think that there are a ton of great movies on here a lot of movies that i definitely want to see that i've been hearing a lot of good hype about and i i always think that hype is good because i think that some hype can be definitely warranted some can be a little like over the top sometimes but I think that with this list of film uh films I'm just re- uh, really ready to kind of spend the next few weeks just diving into and getting into the meat of it but first up uh I'm just going to list of uh, list off all the uh nominees and just kind of give my overall thoughts of it so we have Top Gun Maverick, Women Talking, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Banshees of, of Inishirin, Triangle of Sadness, the Fablemans, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, Elvis, and Tar. Now, out of these movies, I probably have only seen, I think, about three of them. And if you're looking at the transcription notes that are on this uh, on the episode description, uh, I'll, I'll highlight the movies that I have seen, but the movies that I am kind of predicting to uh, sweep through the Oscars is definitely everything everywhere all at once, not just because of my own personal opinion, but I I think it really is kind of the favorite to win, um either in the major categories but definitely in the technical ones as well, uh you know I think that when it comes to either between Tar or everything all at once for uh best lead actress uh I think that it's kind of a toss up between Kate Blanchett who I've been hearing gives quite the phenomenal performance in tar definitely have to rent that and give my thoughts on it maybe on a future episode but you know you've heard my episode for that's my cue i i think that michelle yo is you know delivering probably the career highlight um, of uh, a performance that we probably might not get Ever again, you know, I, I think Everything Everywhere All at Once is such a unique film that can only be done once in the sense that if there's any other films that try to that tries to repeat this formula and in terms of the insanity and the absurdity, it, it's always going to be compared to this movie. And I really feel like the Daniels did uh, uh, such a phenomenal job at uh, directing this film that I think it's also kind of boxing them in a corner, to be honest, where it's going to be kind of hard to follow that up. But I think uh, the other two movies that I have seen, Top Gun Maverick, I think it's kind of just it, it, it's it's I'm glad that, that it's here amongst, you know, good company. Do I think it's going to, you know, absolutely dominate best picture? No, I don't think that at all, because I think that Top Gun Maverick is a great action film. It's a feel good action film, but it also feels a little shallow and just it, it, it doesn't, you know, reach the emotional complexity as these other films. And uh, the other film that I have uh, mostly seen that I've yet to finish is Banshees of Inishirin And uh, I think that the uh, comedy and the drama that you know, um, is within this film is evenly balanced, I think more so on the comedy end of things. But I think that uh, Colin Farrell it, it does such a great job, uh, you know, opposite of Brendan Gleeson. And yeah, I, I, I have yet to watch The Fable mens I'm, you know, I feel like it's a basic take, but you know, if, if you're a film lover, you, how, how can you not enjoy Spielberg's works? I feel like The uh, Fablement is definitely going to be up my alley. And so I, I, I'm i going to try to find a way to watch that for sure. After Heart The Way of Water, I don't know. I, I was not a big fan of the first movie. I'm surprised that it's already crossed the two billion dollar mark worldwide. Uh, I didn't really uh, I didn't realize that. Everyone was so excited for an Avatar sequel that they showed up in droves like that. I, I have no idea how this movie is performing extremely well um, because I don't know. I, I, I guess, you know, uh, I, I, my. Here, let me backtrack a little bit. I thought that the basic consensus for the first film was that, like, it's okay, but it feels, it plays out a little bit like Disney's Pocahontas in a sense. And that was just kind of the general feel in uh temperature of the so-called uh avatar pool if you will or the way of water but you know with the sequel i i don't know i, I just wasn't as impressed with the trailer and um i i, I believe it is going to be you know killing it in the technical category for special effects but uh is it best picture i don't know you have to let me know it's three hours long uh, i know kate and i Probably should watch it because I should do a dedicated TMQ episode on it. But we'll see. All Quiet on the Western Front. I feel like once I've seen one war movie, I've kind of seen them all. There's some standout war movies for sure, like Saving Private Ryan or 1917. But um, I, I just feel like it's just bleak and uh, just really uh, like grim, and which I feel like are kind of the same adjectives. But... I don't know. I, I'll have to check it out, and I'm glad that it's on Netflix, and I can do so right away. And Triangle of Sadness, I've heard that's also really good too. Women Talking, I don't know too much about this movie. I am surprised that Elvis is on this list. Uh, I, I heard that Austin Butler is also nominated for uh, Best Actor as well, so I'm probably going to have to watch Elvis, which is conveniently on HBO Max. So, uh, I mean, I guess that's that's also good too. And like I said, Tar... Uh, I am kind of a sucker for Cate Blanchett movies in general, so I think that she's like a phenomenal actress. So I know I'm gonna just I'm gonna eat this performance up, so I'm gonna have to check that out and let you guys know. But let me know what you what you think. What do you think is gonna win uh, best picture this year at the Oscars? Do you even care about award season like the Academy Awards or the Golden Globes or anything like that? Uh, you know, I I know there's a camp that you know, says that these awards are just arbitrary and they don't really matter. Or, you know, like, it's nice that these uh, movies that are of top-notch quality are getting, uh, you know, the recognition that they deserve. What's a movie that you felt like that got snubbed? Personally, I think that Nope should have gotten at least some recognition, um, but it didn't. And I know that people really love RRR, which I haven't also seen because it's a three-hour movie. Y'all, why are we making movies longer? I, my 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 I I know it's a movie that could just pause on Netflix, but still my attention span can only, you know, read subtitles for so long that I, I just want to do something else. But I don't know. That's that's besides the point. Let me know what you think. What's what's a movie that you enjoyed last year that should have been nominated? Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at That's My Q Podcast or on Twitter at Q Podcast. You can also email the show at that's my Q Podcast at gmail.com. You can also send in all sorts of different suggestions on what I should review next. Like I said, I review, you know, not just movies, but I review TV shows, albums, and games. So whatever you think that I should be talking about, let me know. But also, uh, if you can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and maybe give a nice five-star rating on Spotify. All of this really does help boost attention for the show as well as, you know, maybe sharing the episode with a friend. You know, it's like like sharing your juice box. Maybe don't do that now in COVID times, but, you know, it, it, it's a very uh, uh, playground thing to do. You know, just just share your crayons, but at the same time, maybe slip them a nice MP3 player of, uh, you know, this show. And make sure it's, like, on the iPod, too, just for, you know, the classics. What am I talking about? I feel like I, I could already feel my voice fading away again. Uh-oh, that's not good. But, of course, anything helps, and the support is greatly appreciated. I, you know, before I lose all of my voice, I gotta thank J1K for the use of their music captured soul from the School Days beat tape, which you can find on j1kmusic.bandcamp.com. Next week's episode, I've been talking about it earlier uh, in this second half of this uh, episode that you're listening to right now. And I feel like it's only right that I end, uh, you know, uh, or not end. What am I talking about? That I talk next week all about the Banshees of Innishirin. So I hope that you stick around for that. As always, I got to leave you off with a quote. And this quote comes from none other than Brendan Fraser's character in The Whale. And goes a little bit like this. I understand that you're angry, but you don't have to be angry at the entire world. You can just be angry at me. Once again, I've been your host, Christian Ong, and that's my cue.